0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan and on today's episode we will be discussing the avalanche final game in ball arena for the season and they lose it to nashville 5-4 in a shootout so we will discuss everything that comes with that including the Avs uh kind of on the outside now as far as the president's trophy goes that can't be won it goes to florida and kind of maybe sets our first round opponent up in dallas most likely but we'll talk about it all and then some first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day that's always appreciated follow the show on social media outlets lop and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our twitter channel over uh, or see on our youtube channel there it is over on the youtube uh kyle runs the the twitter rooms some uh I'm mashing up the two either way. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media outlets. All right, Kyle. Uh, for me, it's just like, I just want to get to the the playoffs. Like I, yeah. I, I want to be upset about this and I am because w- when you're up, you know, four to one, you want to put that game away, especially yeah. on home ice, especially if you're still, you know, in, in the thick of it for the president's trophy. And the abs let it slip away. And I don't think it's because they had the mindset of, we don't have a ton to play for. I think they just let this, this one go and and they were playing hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially how they started out the game. Like the tempo was extremely noticeable. They outshot the predators in that first period. And I mean, to go up three, one going into the second period with that tempo, with everything feeling like, like we were having the conversation in the Twitter room, like, Could we have a possible Game 82 scenario with Minnesota and the President's Trophy on the line? Just talk about all those scenarios because you felt so good after that first period. yeah. And then for the Avalanche, just slowly let everything get away, both with the penalties, the power play, the tempo, the physicality, the passing. Like Nashville gave them every opportunity to steal that game and win that game and give everyone in Ball Arena on fan appreciation night something to go home to. But in that third period, it's just it was noticeable that they let it slip away. in the shootout—I mean, there's not much Nash, you can do there. Yeah, yeah, shootout's
1: a shootout. That can go that can go either way. But I mean, I just feel like Nashville really had no business early on uh, being in this game. And, I, and when I say no. early on, I kind of mean the first two periods. You know, the third period is where they really turned up the juice a little bit. And they started playing a, a better game. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean, and I, and I made a comment on, on Twitter when they were just committing penalties left and right and dumb penalties. Yeah, And I made a comment to say, like, if this is the matchup, if this is your first-round matchup, they, they, they're going to struggle. You can't give a Colorado Avalanche team that many chances. I don't care how much they're struggling on the power play. They yeah. have the ability, and they have, you know, they they can just go on a run on a power play. And when you give them six, you gave the Colorado Avalanche six power plays. Uh, we'll talk about how those didn't go so well in a minute. But just the fact that you gave them six, and that is the Predators' mo. That's not an anomaly. Like th- they they commit penalties all the time because they're an aggressive team, but they don't play smart aggressive. They just throw their bodies around and they take penalties. You can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do that against Colorado Avalanche. They might not match up with them in the first round, but I was feeling good because I just felt like Nashville just continues to shoot themselves in the foot. Sooner or later, the Avalanche are going to take advantage of it. They didn't. Nashville lucked out that they didn't.
0: Especially when Kale McCarr took care of that first power play, like he did. Oh, yeah. It felt really good. Like, you felt like that was going to be the MO through the rest of the night. But something we talk about all the time with this Avalanche team, like, they can't convert power plays. And you know, another factor that leads into that, it doesn't help when you don't win the faceoff. And the faceoffs were so bad tonight. Horrible. Like, and to make things worse, they were winning the faceoff game in the first period into that second intermission, and to lose with Nashville winning sixty percent of the faceoffs, like it's that's not good. And it doesn't matter if you're on the power play; if you don't have the puck when they drop it, you're not going to convert a power play, especially no. when you're still committing to the slingshot. Still, still, uh, and and the majority of the power plays didn't
1: did not look good. Uh, There was maybe one or two that maybe were their best opportunities, but man, they, they couldn't, they couldn't crack through on the, on the, on the power play. And you look at the shots on goal. Yeah. The avalanche had 46 shots on goal while Nashville had 37, but when you look at it period by period, it, it kind of like goes like an X, you know, like for each team, like Colorado 20 to seven in Mm -hmm. the first period, And then they go down, they go 20, 14 and nine while Nashville goes up, they go seven, 13, and then 14 in in the third. So that right there is kind of a microcosm of the game. Mm -hmm. It was Colorado was, was doing whatever they wanted to do. It showed in shots on goal. Um, It showed in the score. And then you know Nashville hangs around. Nashville is a talented team. Yes, they are on offense. They have some offensive power. And man, I did um did Forsberg. He just had an assist, but that that guy is so difficult to to cover. Yeah. Then they
0: struggle. He usually plays well against Colorado, and he turned he turned Sammy G inside out. He did. Um, he's he's just an annoyance. he's a presence. He's a yep. presence, and. And, like, you were talking about the shots, like, real quick. we Yesterday in the episode, we were talking about how big of an advantage it was that UC Saras wasn't going to be in the game. And it looks like he's going to be out for a while. And Riddick even tried to take himself out at one point with the the crossbar. Yeah, 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 that was funny. And for, like, the avalanche at the end of the night, walk away with a loss against that type of goalie play. Like, it really stings a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got and
0: four on them. <clears throat> you even made the very appropriate tweet that the whole team had the case of the Burkies. <laughs> it's so not, true. Oh not only God. did they have the case of the Burkies, like with 46 shots, like in that overtime, the inability to have the confidence in your shot to take one, there were so many skate in and then try and reset, skate in, try and reset. Because nobody felt confident in passing the puck around or taking a shot. Like, I saw Kale McCarr peel off of some. Saw Miko Ranton peel off of some. Like, the body language spoke a lot to where this Avalanche team was later in the game. So, if you want to know just how many
1: uh, shots sailed wide for the Colorado Avalanche, they had 46 shots on goal. Their Corsi four... So again, if you if you don't know what Corsi means, like Corsi is a is a stat that's tracked that just that tracks every shot thrown towards the net. It doesn't have to be a shot on goal. It could be a blocked mm-hmm. shot. It's shots that sail wide. It's anything that is a potential or, or, or a shot is counted. So shots on goal, they had forty six. Their Corsi four was seventy three. So they nearly took thirty extra shots that missed or yeah. were blocked. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a lot of shots towards the goal, and that's good. But when you have thirty that or close twenty seven that missed the net, uh, you're you're just all over the
0: place with your shot chart. It's crazy. And, and what was that? Who who got that earlier goal? Um, Leikden, I believe Lankenden. it was. That it was so wide that no one knew where it was, and he had the ability to put it right back in. Was that Leckin? Oh no, that was the O'Connor. That was the O'Connor goal. I still
1: can't figure that one out. Like they didn't have a really good replay on where that puck went. Where did it just? It seemed like it went out. It seemed like it went out in the netting, and everybody was just assumed it did. And then somehow, I don't know. I I haven't seen a good replay of it yet. Uh, That's
0: your that's your visual identifier for that Corsi. Uh, That's how bad things were when it came (laughs) to sailing things. Nobody knew where it was, and you were able to get a goal off of it.
1: Oh, my God. Crazy. All right, still uh, lots to get to in this game. Kind of break down some individual players. Some guys played very well. Some guys did not play so well. So first, we're going to hear from Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go, and Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations, throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for the summertime adventures. The best part about Built Bar, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. And with Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order right now. All Built Bars and Built Bar puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bars, you can eat healthy Actually, enjoy doing it. And like we told you guys the other day, they now have built granola bars. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get my hands on those. So go to built.com to get all of your favorites and use the promo code locked15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Okay, um, kind of looking at like individual players. Like you had some guys, you know, really play well. And then, like I said, in the beginning, this was a game the Avalanche weren't going to sit back and just go through the motions. You're getting, you know, Miko Ranton in back. Um, you know, it's Devontae's his second game back. So you have guys that need to put in the work. They just can't go through the motions. They need to get that rust off and get their legs back before the playoffs come. So, um, and, and you could see, I mean, what were the hits in this game? Wow. 42 yeah. hits for Nashville, 33 for Colorado. If that was like 42 for Nashville and like 12 for Colorado, okay. They're they're not really going after guys, but that's a lot of hits even for, for Colorado. So no, this was not a game. They were sitting back and just saying, oh, well, we'll just one more game off the schedule and one more game closer to the playoffs.
0: These guys were going at it. Yeah. yeah. And. You saw that Darren Helm got blown up twice on one play. Yeah. Um, It's just like the physicality was just next level. Um, The Avalanche kind of stayed in it, which, I mean, it's a positive you could take away from this game if you want to, but like they stayed in. Yeah. Like even they don't play the physical game. Like that's like, that's not not the Avalanche style.
1: No, but I mean, when, when you got 33 hits of your own, you're standing in there yeah. you know, and you can take it. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of those, the moves that they made, especially with um, Manson, like, you know, that that's a guy on the back end who he can hold his own. Yep. So yeah, there's st- even though those, they, mo- they, they made those moves. That doesn't mean like now they are the most physical team in the league. Yeah. It's just, we can hang with these guys now. But one guy who really struggles in these physical games is Sam Gerrard. Yeah. And he he was getting thrown around a little bit in that first period. Um I think his helmet came off at one point, but yep. um and and he struck I, I on one end it's like yeah he he struggles because he doesn't like I mean he doesn't mind physical play, but when it gets like this, when when a team is built on physical physicality, he doesn't like that. And on the other hand, like I I was watching it like he battles. He does Mm -hmm. battle. Like he, he, he keeps putting in the effort, but you can see there was one time where puck was kind of almost coming out of the zone and he was going to try to keep it in. And he like short sticked it, like he kind of like, like short armed it because he knew he was going to get hit instead of just like committing to it, throwing your body in there, keeping the puck in the zone. If you get laid up, I know that's not ideal. You don't want to get hurt, but you could tell he just has these tendencies to shy away from it.
0: A little bit more when he's playing a team who's physical first. And what's bittersweet about it, like it was taking Gerard out of his game. And you could see a couple times when he could get set up. You saw the La Tornade move. You he saw did. him, he, you saw him keep it in the zone on a delayed penalty that he drew mm-hmm. um off a yeah. of backhand. He kept it in, like he's starting to get his confidence back. And right as he's starting to get his confidence back. Nashville takes him like former <clears throat> former team of Sam Gerard. Yeah. Um they take him out of his game and it's kind of like one step forward two steps back with Sam Gerard and you're wanting him to get ready and get back into that skill that we know that he could do for the playoffs but yeah he was all out of sorts tonight. A little bit surprised they they didn't switch and
1: take him out of the second power play unit yeah and bring, bring in bo byram or so you know what i mean like byram was nowhere to be seen on either power play unit and especially when when you're one for six yeah. um when you get to be that one for four and even one for five you got to make some changes this is kind of yeah. this is one of the questions that i think nick asked the question about what will we change on the on the power play it's not just zone entries yeah it's it's you know the first unit I, I, that's the only thing I would change about the first unit is give them different looks on zone entries. Once they get in there, they can do their thing, because they have the ability to do that. Yeah. On the second unit, you got to change things up, and that could be who's out there. If they're not, if, if the whole power play unit is not playing well, that's a move I would have made: is take Sammy G out,
0: and and throw yeah, throw By- Bo Byram in there. Yeah, and it's the Avalanche and how they deal with adjustments. Is becoming a new little thing that we're having to observe now. Like, you know, this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Why are we still doing it? You're talking about what specifically? Like the, the like time. power plays, like some of these l- putting Miko on the second line tonight. Mm. Like I get Lekan and Nuke were have been performing really, really well. What are you wanting out of Miko then? Like putting him on a on a line um, that that's that's a weird combo. And he didn't start line... there though, right? Was he? He started on the on the top line, I believe. But I th- and Miko did. He was, yeah, he was floating in that that Cadre Berkey line. Like, what are we trying to accomplish here? Like, the, I don't know. The,
1: I, yeah, I don't know if that was more of just his first game back, and let's you know move him around a
0: little bit, or if there was more to it. I don't know. It's just, like, it's weird little, like, I think we're getting too happy-go-lucky with this. Like, none of these games really matter. We're getting ready for the playoffs. Like, I think we're stuck in this creative mode, and I think we need to get back to Avalanche hockey well,
1: and we practice did. We, on that. The, the last game against St. Louis, that was great. That it was. Great. And you saw it here against the Predators. You saw I mean, it started out fantastic and it's just it was one of those things where as the game went on you could see the momentum shifting. So for yep. the and that's that's going to happen over the course of a hockey game. You know what it's I mean? It's going to get worse in the playoffs. Yeah, teams are going to battle back. They're not going to give up, especially a team that's in the playoffs and and a team like Nashville has something to to fight for in these last few games. So you want to say, okay, Lynn, they're they're giving us a shot, let's give them a shot back. And didn't, didn't happen so much. You know you had some opportunities in the third. Yeah. I'm not gonna say you didn't, but the controlling the, the pace of play like you were in the first half
0: of the game wasn't there. It yeah. wasn't there in the second half. And um, then getting beat on the defense as well, like that's that's also an issue.
1: And you had you know a couple silly penalties on the Avalanche side with uh, the Nathan McKinnon penalty, four seconds into a power play holding the stick. I think it's just one of those things where you see it there and you just can't help yourself and you just yep. reach out and grab the stick to hold it. I don't know why, you know, probably just a reactionary move by Nathan McKinnon. Um, and then the one which could have been the death kill for for the Avs in regulation with Abe Kubel. I mean, he's trying to make a tough play. He's trying to trying to be aggressive, but he got overly aggressive. Oh, and, was that
0: Darren Helm? Or was
1: it Helm? I yeah, it was Helm. I said Abe Kubel. It, it was Helm two um, Kubel was nowhere to be seen. By yeah. the way,
0: that's why um, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah, and that was with like two minutes and change. So yeah. that pretty much ended the game uh, on a power play. But so you had, you know, it, it was good and bad. It was yeah. the good and the bad for the Avalanche last night. It, it, some things that you're like, okay, you're like if they played like this in the four game loss, I'd be like, okay, that that yeah. that's all right. And and this loss, I can take. And you get the you get the point. You set the record for franchise points in a season. You know, mm. congratulations there. So, there's so many like mixed emotions about this game. Um, and for me, that's going to reflect in my sound check, which we mm. will do next uh, after we hear from Bet Online at betonline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season, which is well underway. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's betonline.net where the game starts. Our sound check for the Colorado Avalanche versus the Nashville Predators. Songs that we feel best summarize all of the action Go to Spotify, search for the playlist, L-O-P-N soundcheck. Follow it. Every time there's a game, we add two songs to it, one from Kyle, one from me. What do
0: you got for Avalanche Predators, sir? Uh, indie kind of vibe, kind of off the wall, okay. off the beaten path of my normal suggestions. All right. It honestly just sums up this game and a chance to enjoy the Minnesota game. No trophy from the bees. I don't know that one. Yeah, wow. no trophy. Okay. It's it's a good little vibe, yeah. good little fan. Um, yeah, no president's trophy. You're right. So this Minnesota game is just for fun. A good rivalry exhibition between two teams that's already clinched. Yeah, nothing to prove. No trophy. On
1: you go. Okay. It does does Minnesota still have to? I mean, is are they still fighting
0: for who's going to be at? or is they that they were the, that one done. of the first teams yeah they were one of the first teams to actually clinch their um their series with St. Louis like it was like St. Louis Minnesota locked in like I knew they were locked in but I didn't know if
1: the seeding was locked in for those two I don't you know what I mean I don't I think see... they're in a
0: position where it matters I think it's they're in that uh
1: that whole well shot. you got so you got Minnesota's got 111 and St. Louis has 109 and they both have one more game to go so, I don't know. Let's see. the And they both have 47 uh, ROW. I don't know. Yeah. I
0: don't have in front of me just regulation wins. So, I don't know who's got that. Whoever has that has the tiebreaker. I think it was a week or two ago that they were announced to be, like, locked in, like, that's your matchup. So, I think. It is. It is. Yeah. But I don't know if the, the home ice was
1: set because that can flip-flop. So, I yeah. don't know. Maybe that's still. But that will be a, a first-round matchup and one that a lot of people are going to enjoy oh yeah i I, is is the bees like like the letter b s or Uh, like the animal like like the the insect like the insect okay i'll uh i'm looking forward to that one man yeah all right all right i like it uh for me one, one of these i i saw this guy open he was an opening act the very first time i ever saw uh the dave matthews band This was in 1996, like they had one album out and this dude opened for them. And ever since then, I've been a massive fan of him Uh, and it's Ben Harper. So yeah, love Ben Harper stuff. Um, And he has a song off of, I think one of his better albums called Diamonds on the Inside, but the song is called So High, So Low. And that just encapsulates this, this game for me. You started out so high. You are looking good, and, you know, you got a nice lead, and then you can just see it chipping away, and things go even, and then, obviously, the loss is the low point, well, the overtime loss. You got a point, obviously, but um, so for me,
0: I thought that was a perfectly titled song for me. And on fan appreciation night, like, all I kept thinking about seeing the the jersey off your back auction that they had at the end, mm-hmm. where I just, like, you get to meet one of your favorite Avalanche players and they just start off saying, sorry. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's I like, know. That's, that's the worst
1: part about that. Like <laughs> it, following a loss. Uh, it, it's it's like, I know the players want to do it regardless, but it's yeah. like following a loss, they're, they're probably just like, they're not in the mood. <laughs> Maybe they yeah. are for this one because everything was wrapped up. Yeah, like, Can you imagine? Like, can you imagine go back to... Colorado Avalanche, uh, St. Louis Blues. A couple years oh, ago, yeah. winner goes, you know, and they lose that game, and then they have to do shirt sure off my back. Like they're not going to want to do that. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, and by the way, I just want to give a, a fair warning: just be prepared for the beginning of that song by Ben Harper, because if you're not, if you're kind of just daydreaming while you're like driving your car and you listen to the beginning, which is very nice, like acoustic, like of stuff, and then like it can scare the bejesus out of you. Uh, within, I think, like the first 10, 15 seconds of the song. You'll know what I mean when you hear it. Just for, for fair warning. Uh, pay attention. It's going, so, Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So, yeah, one more game to go in the regular season, and that is the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. Um, what are we expecting? I mean, against, you know, we just talked about it with the Preds, and, you know, they put up a fight. Do you think they take the foot off the gas a little bit. Do you think we'll see like Curtis McDermott come back and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a guy's off the top of my head who's, who, are, who were kind of healthy scratches.
0: I think they come Myers, back. To- Newy who uh, yeah. New hook Myers McDermott. Like I honestly like this season has been the longest three years of my life. Um, <laughs> Like chasing that president's trophy, all these records, like, yeah, the ups and the downs <laughs> of the season and how it's really ending. I think. I think the consensus with both of these teams tonight would be, let's just get this one over with. I know, man. I That's think, where I'm at. I think it's just going to be a good, honestly, exhibition, kind of like a preseason game. It's going to have that same feel, that same vibe. Like, yeah, you, you just want to get out healthy. Yeah, I, I I should have looked it up quickly to see see if it that is meaningful
1: to Minnesota um, or if, if they tie in points, they have it. If they have it, then yeah, I think it's just gonna be a ho hum type of game. Um not a ton going on. You're not gonna see a lot of hits, you're not gonna see a lot of fighting, and that's different for the these two teams. Yeah, because they both want to be smart, both go into the playoffs healthy. If it's meaningful for for Minnesota, and I'm sure there's people that are gonna be commenting on YouTube, let at least know that, and I will check it as soon as the show is over to check it.
0: Um then you're gonna see something different from Minnesota, that's for sure. So, and the avalanche will fight back because you know, yeah, you don't want to end the season on a loss.
1: That's usually true. I mean, is this a little bit different though? I mean, you you don't, I don't know. I, 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 man, like when this game was over,
0: well, you have 119. Why not go for 121? Sure, yeah, definitely.
1: But I, I mean, you want to do it safely, obviously. I don't know. Man. Like if, when,
0: well, when, if you want to do it safely, like, I get, like, the, like you just kind of want game get the game over. If you don't want to win, just call the league office and <laughs> say, hey, we forfeit. Can, can we not do this game? Because, like, I don't know if you looked at the schedule, but, like, playoffs start Monday. I would mm-hmm. like to go to sleep. Like, can we just forfeit? <laughs> um,
1: Jared Bednar, so this is coming from Peter Ball from The Athletic. Jared Bednar said, the difference in tonight's game was Darcy Kemper had a quote off night. He said he rather it happened now than in the playoffs. He played tonight. Like our team was uh he played tonight. Like our team played in, in Winnipeg it happens. He said so. And I thought the same thing. Remember I said like with Sam Gerard like he obviously didn't play well, but he, he battled um, yep. and I Darcy Darcy Kemper battled. Like, yep. yeah, it wasn't his best, but he was, you know, he was out
0: there just giving it his all obviously and you know Brittany our our resident fan goalie um she was on the Twitter space tonight she brought up a great point that I've like I've been seeing but hearing it come from her being a goalie it made sense something's different in Darcy's mechanics and his side to side because he's like floating out of the crease a lot he is yeah um that he's like overcorrecting something. And she thinks it's because of the injury to his hand that he's sustained in that practice. She oh, thinks okay. he's like overcompensating for something. It was a great point um, yeah. to bring that up. He is like, he, he's very coming, interesting.
1: He's coming out of the, the crease further and he's, and he's, he's getting down on the ice, like way too quick. Like the yeah. first shot, like he is going flat belly down on the ice and there's a rebound to be had. And then he has to get all that time. I mean, he's quick at getting back up, but you've taken yourself way out of position at that. Yep. So, um, yeah, just, just an off night for him. I I would agree with, with that. Here's one. Um, he asked Kale McCarr and if he will play in Minnesota and Bednar said indication is most likely not. And I don't have a problem with that rest. Kale McCarr, you know, there's his season. There's his stats for the year. Um, I, you know, in our eyes, Norris Trophy worthy, but um, there's no point to play him.
0: Yeah. Like they shut down Austin Matthews and nobody's crying about it. Like, let it be. Yeah.
1: Um, Logan O'Connor said of Darcy Kemper, he's been the rock for us all year. He said they have tons of confidence in him going into the playoffs. So is that a thing? I mean, are people really, like, questioning him
0: now? I don't <laughs> – Hey, what's going let's on? get you to the side. How about this Darcy Kemper guy? Yeah, right. Congratulations know. on getting the most <laughs> points in your franchise history. But can we talk about your goalie? Yeah, yeah. So Come on now. Uh, so if, if McCarr's not going to be there,
1: who else won't be? I don't know. It'll be it'll, – it'll, I'm going to have to watch this game because, you know, we watched every single game, but I'm not going to want to like halfway through. I'm like, why am I watching this game? This is going to be like a preseason NFL game. (laughs) There's there's no need to watch it. So, Um, all right. So we will be back on Monday, though, to I'm sure we'll have our schedule by then kind of break all that down. See who our, our solid set in stone first round opponent is and all that stuff. One more game to get through. And then uh, season number two begins. Cannot wait. All right, everybody. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, And we'll see everybody on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. He is Mr. Shaggy Noom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys Monday. Go, abs, go.